You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Most mistakes that people make is because of impatience. We live in a generation of impatience. Why is the internet so slow? Put your food in a microwave, 30 seconds, one minute, you want it. We live in a generation that's full of impatience. And because you don't allow God to take you through the process, you're not ready. If God has promised you something, He will do it. If you know and understand what season you are in, you'll have peace in your heart. Young people, you're at school, you're in a season of studying right now. So study. If you don't study now, later on in life you'll find yourself studying. You'll be doing in your 40s and your 50s what you were supposed to do in your teens and your 20s. Holiday is not a time to be naughty. It's not a season to be naughty. It's a time of resting. A time of resting is a time of hearing. So you should be taking the time, to get your heart at peace, and hear what God is saying about the future. What should I do? How can I be ready? Everything that God does is in seasons. Genesis 8 verse 22 says, From the beginning is seed time and harvest. Day and night. You cannot change anything about that. You cannot swap the moon and the sun around. When it's day, it's day. And when it's night, it's night. You might find yourself in the midnight hour, but in the midnight hour, you know, joy comes in the morning. So what you are going through right now, if it's a challenge, it will end. Whatever has a beginning has an end. And the Bible says this is how God operates. Everything has its time and season. And God makes everything beautiful in its time. The book of Chronicle teaches us about the sons of Issachar. They were one of the tribes of Judah who had understanding of times and seasons. So that Israel would know what to do. Israel is a type of the church. If you knew in what season you were right now, you'd be able to relax. If you're a young person busy studying now, and you think you should be in a season where you should work and make money, you're going to be very frustrated, you're going to become anxious. But if you know this is my time to study, then you can put glue on your bum, go sit on the chair and study. I've just given you the key to be successful when it comes to studying. Stick yourself to the chair. Amen. Many of the greatest mistakes people have made was because of impatience. Most people that get duped with money is because of impatience. You have to do it now. If you don't do it now, you're going to miss out. This is the deal of a century. And because of impatience, you do a, make a simple, stupid mistake that costs you. Because you want to get rich quickly. 
So everything God does is time and seasons. It's a way that he does things and God makes everything beautiful in its time. Do you know why you don't want to wait for God's time? Because you are comparing yourself to the person sitting next to you. If it's Pierre's time to run, it might be my time to walk. And when it's my time to run, it might be Simon's time to walk. But if we are comparing ourselves, I'm saying, but I finished school before him. I graduated first in my class. He wasn't even working hard. Why is he now getting the promotion? Times and seasons. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 6 verse 11. But we long to see you patiently advance until the end. Who of you like to advance patiently? No, I want it now. Looking for quick rich schemes, quick success schemes. But certain thing takes time. Just come here, brother Simon. If I come to you and I say, listen, this guy is a world-renowned specialist. He can do surgery on you that can help you with anything. The kind of surgery he does, he fine-tunes in your ear and your IQ goes up with 50. So if your IQ right now is 100, it will go up to 150. He's a world-renowned expert. He knows how to do that surgery. Where did he study? No, no, no. Don't worry about where he studied. It's what he knows. He's got the title. He can do it. He did a one-year course online. (laughs) Anybody want to volunteer for the surgery? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Because just even to be a normal surgeon, a cardiologist, You want to know where the person studied, how long he studied, who was his professor. Am I right? But in most things in life, we say, no, no, no. People go today to one conference and they walk out a pastor. They attend a week seminar and suddenly they are prophet. And you let them pray for you and lay hands on you. But they attended one week. There's a time and a season. The greater your calling, the greater your preparation. Moses, in his own strength, knowing that he would be a deliverer in his own strength, could only save one Hebrew man. And in the process, he had to kill an Egyptian. But when he allowed God to prepare him for 40 years, he came back in the strength and the power of the Lord in God's timing, and he could deliver a whole nation. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's time is the best. But we long to see you patiently advance until the end, and you find your hope fulfilled. So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm. If God has given you a promise, stay excited about it. Don't lose your enthusiasm. Amen? Family, one thing I can tell you, this building project has taken much longer than what I thought and cost more than what I thought. All both those things can make you lose your enthusiasm. 
But knowing that God is the one building the house and we're just working with Him keeps us excited. Because we are working with God. God's not working with us. Amen? We're in need of God. God does not need us. He chooses to use man to manifest and show His glory. Amen? But follow the example of those who fully received what God promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. To see God's promise fulfilled in your life is patient endurance. It means never give up. You're going to have to persevere. Do you know what's perseverance? Perseverance is all the hard work you do after you've done all the hard work. That's perseverance. Doing all the hard work after you've done all the hard work. Then you only start persevering. God's promises are for those who patiently endure. We've not trained our generation to be ready to receive the promises of God. Because you need certain tools. You need patience. Through faith and patience. Joseph had a dream. He saw it. When he was excited about it and told his brothers about it, what did they do? They threw him in the pit. Can you be excited about your dream when you're in the pit? Because God has not changed his mind. He was busy with a process. The tools to receive your promise. Patience. Endurance. Are you patient? How long have you been waiting? Abraham waited 25 years. It's very quiet now. In my own life, I've seen God work in times and seasons. Say to your neighbor, I don't like this. It sounds like it's going to take long. I want it now. God said he's going to give it to me. I want it now. Faith acts now, believes now, receives now. It's all true, but then it waits patiently. From the first time I had a desire to meet the prophet, do you know how long it took to get there? Ten years. Ten years. Twice. Before I traveled, twice before that, I was approved to go. I thought, surely if I'm approved, God can even send a check from heaven for me to go. Do you think a check from heaven came? No. Ten years. Patiently waiting. I know God has put it in my heart to have a church. Lord, can we start a church? When can we start a church? You know what the Lord said to me? You have to wait ten years. Nobody says amen now. God said to me, you have to wait 10 years. I said, 10 years? Lord, I have faith. We can start a church now. It's a young man that's not gone through a process that talks like that. The Lord said, you have to wait 10 years. If you start a church before that, you will destroy the ministry and you'll destroy your marriage. Guess when we started the church? Ten years later. When it's in God's time, He makes it beautiful. 
When I went the first time, take a guess how long I had to wait before I got my first prophetic word. Sure you figured it out by now. <laughs> Ten years. Every time I listened to my prophet, every sermon I would take it as a prophetic word. And I would adjust my life according to that. And then wait for a prophetic word. When God speaks to you from this, it's God speaking to you. Because this word has got refining power, it's got deliverance power, it's got sanctification power. The one who wrote this, this word, he holds your future. So he can prepare you for every time and every season. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, God's time is the best. Faith linked to patience inherits the promise. Faith linked to patience inherits the promise. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Why are you in a hurry? The only reason why you're in a hurry is because you're comparing yourself to your neighbor. There's no need for you to be in a hurry. Amen? Do you know what produces patient endurance in a person's life? Pressure. <laughs> Who wants pressure? Uh-uh. Don't want pressure. God uses foolish things. Who wants to be as pure as gold? Everybody. Who knows what process gold goes through to become gold? Goes through fire. Many of you have been running away from the fire that God was using when you were young to purify you. But you never got purified because you ran away. Now you're going through fire in your 30s, 40s, and 50s that was meant for your 20s. Because you didn't understand the time and season. Quickly go to Romans 5. Let me just read this quickly to you. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our precious will develop in us patient endurance. So the pressure that you're under or find yourself in right now, it's to produce patient endurance. That's what you need. Go to Luke chapter 5. This passage gives me so much hope. Luke chapter 5, verse 5. Young people, do you know why I was talking to you about your cell phone, the internet? Because the devil will use temptation to get you away from your destiny. The devil will use temptation to get you away, to sidetrack you, to get you off the road. God has got a plan for your life, a path that he wants you to follow. The enemy wants you off that path. And he'll bring various temptations to get you off. You know the story of Peter, where he toiled all night long. Worked the whole night long. He knows how to fish. Been working the whole night, and when he pulled out the nets, it was empty. Then Jesus said to him, take your nets and throw them in again. And you hear that desperation where he says, Lord, we have toiled all night long. 
I know these waters, there's nothing, but yet at your word. And it was that disappointment that allowed God to have an appointment with him. Sometimes you find yourself in a season where you are working hard, doing everything, but there's no results. Don't stop working hard. Jesus is aware of your situation. Even in that disappointment of not catching anything, the Lord Jesus was supporting his position to take him from where he was to where God wanted him to be. Moving from a normal fisherman, becoming a fisher of men. Family, listen to me. There's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. When you're a Christian, there's no shortcuts. Shortcuts lead to problems. Men and rivers have this in common. The root of least resistance make them crooked. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's no shortcuts. Tell them, as a Christian, there's no shortcuts. You have to go through the process. Verse 5, Master, Peter replied, we've just come back from fishing all night. Like when you say, God, don't you know I've been working hard the whole time. I've been fishing the whole time. I'm sure God knew that. Amen. Have you done that to God? Lord, do you know what I'm going through? <laughs> hmm? It's like God is like, you're thinking heaven is not aware. Like the disciples in the boat. Jesus, why are you sleeping? Why have you got a pillow? Don't you know we are busy dying? What did Jesus say to them? Where's your faith? If you're going through a storm, the most important thing is make sure Jesus is in your boat. Amen? It's a lie to teach you and tell you as a Christian you're never going to have storms. You're never going to have difficulties. God uses these foolish things to prepare you. Master Peter replied, we've just come back from fishing all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you insist, we'll go out again and let down our nets because of your word. Peter knew it was God's way and God's way only. When you leave God's way, you're on your own. Then people say, why, why, Lord? Are you still on God's way? Stay on track. Amen? No shortcuts. We live in a society where we look for shortcuts the whole time. There's no such thing as a shortcut. Amen? When you know what time and season you find yourself in, you'd be at peace. Yeah. Peter faced a disappointment from a natural point of view, but God had an appointment with him. Do you know what that means? Even in his disappointment, God was supporting his position. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in a season of being cast into a fiery furnace. Am I right? Have you been in a fiery furnace? But who was the fourth person with them? When you walk with God, even if you're going through a tough time, you can know God is always one step ahead. Because He holds your future and He's waiting for you. He was waiting for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. That's why they said to the king, whether our God delivers us or not, doesn't matter. He is still our deliverer. We're not changing our confession. If this is the season that God is allowing in our life, we're going into it happy. Daniel, 
when it was a season where they were lying about him, he kept his peace. When they said, you're going to be fed to the lions, what does the Bible say? That day he went to his room as was his custom and gave thanks to God. He says, I'm not going to let any situation dictate my prayer life. I'm here to go on my knees and give thanks to God. God is in control of my life. If this lion den does not move, then I'm waiting for God to do what he wants to do. Some of you have been facing some obstacles, and you've been making all different kinds of plans. Wait for God to do what he wants to do. Young people, this is a time now for you to study. It's not a time to find a boyfriend and a girlfriend. That's for free. Listen to me. The right person at the wrong time is still wrong. The right person at the wrong time is still wrong. Where's Ivan and Les? Yeah. There was a time when they tried to get together and it didn't work out. It was the right person, but it was the wrong time. Everything just went for a nosedive. Okay, they had to work through issues in their hearts after that. Let's say it, put it the Christian way. Amen. But when it was the right person at the right time, it all worked out and everything fell into place. Young people, listen to me. When it comes to your destiny, there's no competition when it comes to destiny. What God has predestined for you is yours. What is yours is yours. I'm telling you now. There's no competition. We as a church don't have to be in competition with any other church. We are household of Christ with our assignment from God to love God and to love people, if I have to sum it up. We're not in competition with anybody else. Our worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth and lead the congregation into worship, to worship in spirit and in truth. That's it. That's the highest. We're not in competition with any church. Not in competition with any pastor. Don't want to be like any pastor. Want to be me. Want to be original. Too many people are in a season where they're trying to be like another person. We have too many copycats in the church today instead of originals. Very quiet now. Yes, there's certain things of my son that will just naturally be there because he's a son, I'm a father. Amen. Maybe he'll preach like me. No, I hope he preaches better than me. Amen. Yeah, I want to, we have to lift our children on our shoulders so that they can reach higher heights. Amen. Let me show you something. Um, put Jeremiah 12, verse 5 on there, the Amplified. Family, listen to me. Jesus is the owner of your destiny, and he will make sure you fulfill it. The only person that can take your destiny away is you yourself when you're disobedient and you try and do things in your own way, in your own strength. Put the Amplified up there, please. Jeremiah 12, verse 5. But the Lord rebukes Jeremiah's impatience. Wow. This great prophet did double the amount of miracles. The Lord rebukes him because of his impatience. Why? He probably had a promise. God said to him, I'm going to do something supernatural in your life. And now he's getting impatient. If you have raced with men on foot and they have tired you out, then how can you compete with horses? 
He's saying God wants to do something supernatural to hasten things in your life. That you would run with horses. Is that possible? It's impossible. It's something supernatural that God wants to do. But He's saying to you, you know what? I'm rebuking you because of your impatience. The normal foot soldiers that's next to you. Pierre, come here. Simon, come here. He says, these guys here next to you, your soldiers that you are marching with, they're making you tired. You are complaining. You are murmuring. If you're now complaining just in this normal process, what will you do when I hasten the pace? Because you're saying, God, do it and do it quickly. The guy that's got his own business to install DSTV satellite dishes, and he's maybe doing, say, 10 a day, and he's saying, Lord, double, double, hasten it. And now suddenly God opens the windows of heaven, and you've got 20 or 30 dishes per day. Can you handle the pace? Are you ready for that? Or will you be complaining? Sometimes you ask for the blessing. You see the promise, but you don't know what you're asking. When the normal footmen, your daily life is making you complain, means you've not gone through the process. I need a bit more of Peer rubbing against me. I need a bit more of Simon rubbing against me. Am I helping some of you? Now, if I know this is part of the process, I can say, thank you, Jesus, for Peer. Thank you, Jesus, for Simon. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's promises is not for the impatient. In this journey, there's going to be obstacles. And the obstacles wants to hinder me not to get to where God wants me to be. Go on there. If you have raced with men on foot and they have tired you out, then how can you compete with horses? And if you take to flight in a land of peace where you feel secure, then what will you do when you tread the tangled maze of jungle haunted by lions in the swelling and the flooding of the Jordan? You know what that is? The Jordan would come down and it would flood. And all the seeds that was in the riverbanks, it would get water and then there would be that extreme growth. He says, so if you are complaining now through what you are going, what are you going to do when the true growth and the flood comes? If you've trained your heart to complain now, guess what? When the blessings come, you'll still be complaining. You complain you don't have work. Then when the work comes, you complain because you have so much work. If you don't have a job, then you pray and fast, Lord, give me a job. Then when you get a job, you say, Oh, you know how hard I'm working in this job that I got. I wish I didn't have the job. Turn to the person next to you say, There's a time and season for everything. When it's God's time, when it's God's time, God will remove every obstacle. And you'll see everything will fall in place. When we started the church and the church was about three years old, I said, Okay, Lord, it's time to build a church. We want to build a church now. And I heard somebody said 15 years, and I said, no. I'm glad that that pastor's got 15-year faith. We are going to do it in five years. Guess what? It took 15 years. Because at that moment, the Lord told me, 15 years you have to wait. And I thank God, because at the appointed time, the Lord made it beautiful. God has made everything beautiful in its time, bringing the right people at the right time, just to make it happen. Amen. Let's close.
Last two scriptures. Acts 1 verse 7. Go there quickly. Actually, go to John 7 first. Let me show you this. Family, Jesus is a very good example. He had to wait 30 years for a three-year ministry that turned the world upside down. 30 years. Even Nicodemus, when Nicodemus came to him in John chapter 3, Nicodemus was saying to him, Who are you? I'm giving you my vision. He was saying to him, I'm teaching the Jews. I'm teaching the Pharisees. My ministry has been going for 40 years. I teach the Jews of the Jews. You, you've just come around now. <laughs> Where did you come from? And why all these signs, wonders, and miracles? I'm the one teaching them, but there's no miracles. And Jesus said to him, if you're not born again, you're not able to see it. He says, what do you mean I need to get born again? How can I go back into my mother's womb? He says, I'm telling you, if you're not born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It was Nicodemus appointed time. Got born again. Look here, John chapter 7, verse 3. So Jesus' brothers came to advise him. Family, listen to me. Be very careful of well-intentioned people, even if they are brothers. So Jesus' brothers came to advise him, saying, Why don't you leave the countryside villages and go to Judea, where the crowds are? Go where the people are. Go where the opportunities are. So that your followers can see your miracles. No one can see what you're doing here in the backwoods of Galilee. How do you expect to be successful and famous? If you do all these things in secret. <laughs> these brothers were thinking, hey, here's an opportunity for us to be get famous. This brother of ours that God is using, let's just get him open in open places. They said, here's an opportunity. Here's a time and a season for us. We have to act quickly. This younger brother of ours, or this brother of ours, let's just tell him how things are going to work. Go to Jerusalem. Come out of hiding and show the world who you are. His brothers were pushing him. Family, listen to me. Jesus never pushes you. He leads you by the Holy Spirit. He never drives you. He leads you. His brothers were pushing him even though they didn't yet believe in him as the Savior. <laughs> they just saw the miracle. They thought, here's an opportunity. Jesus responded, my time of being unveiled hasn't yet come. But any time is your suitable opportunity for you to gain man's approval. The world can't hate you, but it does me, for I am exposing their evil deeds. You can go ahead and celebrate the feast without me. My appointed time has not yet come. Jesus was saying, you can push me as much as you want. I'm walking with God in God's time and God's season. You know, many people have pushed me in this church. You must do this now. You must do more of that. I say, no, thank you. I'm waiting. This obstacle has not been removed. I'm waiting. There's a time and a season where God was busy with my character more than anything else. I had to go through the process. Yes. When we moved into the Majesty's Hall, I was ready to lay hands on everything. Pray for everybody. The Lord came and said, I'm going to use you and I want to use you. 
Will you pray still every week with the same enthusiasm if I don't heal anybody? Would you still declare that I'm a healer and pray for them? Say, what? Lord, what kind of a question is this? Okay, yes, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, I'll lay hands on people. I'll pray for them. Time and season building character. Majesty's Hall. Most of you don't even know where the Majesty's Hall is. Do you know where's the Majesty's Hall? It was a season for one year. That little judo hall, karate hall there behind the Virgin Active in Menland, do you know where that is? That's the Majesty's Hall. Start a church there. People will call you, tempt you and say, you know, there's karate and judo spirits in there. How can you have church there? You say, what? Really? You say, just come on a Sunday. They're not here. The Holy Spirit is here. <laughs> do you think this is a school hall? We change the atmosphere in this place. This is a church. Amen? This season here, we've been grateful. 13 years we've been here. 13 years. My appointed time has not yet come. You know, I've never heard anybody come to the front and say, they all pastor lay hands on me, impart gifts, deliver me. But I've never had anybody come and say, Pastor, can you please pray for me? I need godly character. In that season where you see nothing happen, that's the character season. Where God is shaping and forming the character of Christ. The priestly garment... The priestly garment was a bell and a pomegranate. A bell and a pomegranate. The pomegranate, the bell is the gift. The pomegranate is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Fruit of the Holy Spirit is character. Many people want to see God's works, but they don't want to learn His ways. There's a time that you walk with God, and then there's a time that you walk for God. Most people want to walk for God. I'm doing this for God. I'm doing... Where's your season that you walked with God? Where God prepares your character and He shapes you. Who of you know your character still needs some shaping? Some development? Yes. Because we're still waiting for the fullness of Christ to manifest on the inside of us. Amen? That's why we have to renew our minds the whole time. Let me close. Acts chapter 1. If Jesus waited patiently, maybe it's okay if we wait patiently as well. Acts 1 verse 7. He answered, the Father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. God is in control of your life. He has set the fixed times and the seasons for the fulfillment thereof. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that He has prepared by His own authority. But I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power and you will be my messenger to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remote places on earth. The New King James says, wait patiently. Do you know what's the hard sort of thing, family? 
500 people heard this instruction. 120 were filled with the Holy Spirit. It means 380 people got impatient. You mean we have to wait this long? Really? Is this now God? Don't the people, don't they know we have something to do? Some places to be? I have a job to go to? 500 heard. 120 were filled with the Holy Spirit. And God said here, it's God who decides when he wants to do it. Even in this church, we can have the best building, the best sound equipment, the best chairs. I can preach the best sermon. I mean, I can be the best surfer with the best surfboard, the best wetsuit. God still has to give the wave. You still have to wait for God's timing to get on that surfboard to surf. He gives the wave. He decides how high, how quickly it's going to move. God's time and God's season. Young people, there's no competition in destiny. What is yours is yours. So continue on track with the Lord. Everything which is not of God, work it out of your life. Remember, what you are planting right now is what you'll harvest tomorrow. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will reap. So make good decisions now. Plant good seeds now. And you'll have a good harvest in the season that comes. Jesus was saying to them, your chronos time. You can go and do whatever you want at any time. But I'm not living according to chronos time. I'm living according to kairos. Kairos is God's appointed time. Make a decision to walk and to live in God's appointed time. Sometimes there will be a season of preparation. Sometimes there will be difficulties. But in all of that, God will see you through. If it's a process that you are going through, then glory in that tribulation. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Because you know that trial wants to derail you. But God will give you the wisdom and the strength so that you can go on. You'll see that thing as a stepping stone and not a stumbling block. And God will take you from where you are to where He wants you to be. Selah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.